Hi, welcome to the coffee celebration. Today's guest is Veronica Jackson. She is a travel and lifestyle vlogger, which I'm so going to get into because I have nothing, no idea about that. She has her own amazing YouTube channel in which you can subscribe. I did tonight. And she's a foodie and RV glamping person. So I am going to be learning so much today by our guest because I'm very clueless. And since the pandemic, the only place I've gone being a boy mom is the food store. Kroger. So, and I know you're a boy mom too. So I'm going to pick your brain about that as well, because I just need to know how to survive the teenage years. Um, so introduce yourself to our listeners. I'm so grateful Brenda connected us and I can't wait to learn how you, um, just really got into this lifestyle. Cause that's what I think it is, right? You're in an RV, you have this freedom, um, Am I right or am I? Well, I don't live in mine full time, but I do travel in it instead of um, traveling by plane or cruise right now with all the pandemic stuff. Mm -hmm. But I am Veronica. I have three adult sons. And at one time I had all three teenagers and I was a single mom um, to all of them. And now I'm an empty nester. So um, I was blessed to finally um, bring my dream of owning an RV to fruition last year for my birthday. How did you, so, okay, how did you know what to buy? I mean, how did you go about planning to buy it? I mean, there's probably well, so many options. That every, everybody is not into um, a higher being. I'll say it like that or to mm -hmm. God. Yeah. But I am, and I trust my intuition and what's being told to me. So um, this is just something I've researched for many, many, many years, probably long before I had kids. I've just been fascinated with RVs. I've never um, had family that actually just owned them and we traveled in them. Yeah. But I don't yeah. know. I'm just more old school. And I've just always been fascinated. I watched that stuff on HGTV. <gasps> and so you do that too? And I'm a God's girl yeah. too. I believe in a higher power. Yeah. I'm totally connected. And um, oh my gosh. So you've and always so had just, this interest. Yes. And I watch YouTube and I mean, I never did no camping as a kid other than one time as a Girl Scout, um, you know, but that was in a cabin that wasn't in no tent or nothing like that. So that's why I call it glamping because I'm not the one going to get in no tent. I need a shower. And the toilet, I ain't trying. <laughs> People be talking about they using wipes, and I'd be one to, I'd be really want to comment, but you know, you got, you got to be kind. Yes, you and, do. You know, I would still be kind, but I, I be want to ask, how in the world are you talking about wiping yourself with wipes mm -hmm. every day? No, babe, I need some water and soap. I. Um. So does your, <laughs> does your camper, does your RV have that? You have a shower. Yes. You have it oh has a wet bath. It has a wet bath where your shower and toilet is right there together. So you're standing right in front of your toilet. Um, but you can shower. And I mean, I don't have no problem with it. I just shower till the water gone and refill that water bath whenever I'm out gone. But um, I always watch YouTube, HGTV, and that's how I just and then went to RV shows and saw different ones. And I just the one that I have, I came across a YouTube channel that did a 
great tour of it. And so that's what I'm interested in that I'm in because I wanted something small that wasn't real uh, long that I could park in a regular parking spot. So that's how I ended up with the one I have. I wanted a class B, those one that kind of look like vans, kind of like the Amazon vans, but those are expensive. And with uh, COVID, they became even more expensive. Mm -hmm. So after I saw the video of the one I have through Cruise America, it was a rental. It used to be a rental. And then they sell them after they've had them about three to four years. And when I seen that video, I was like, man, that is so cute. I like it. It will be perfect. I won't have to worry about pulling anything to get a tow vehicle or none of that. And I wanted something like um, I could use my amenities by going from the driver's seat straight to the back. I don't have to go outside, you know, if I don't want to. I can pull over in the rest stop, don't have to get out. I just go straight on to the back, do whatever I got to do and pull right back off if I wanted to. You're not scared. Like, that's the first thing I thought of. Like, I would be, I mean, I'm a single mom too. So like Mm -hmm. three boys, you know. um, Really? Yeah. Three boys. (laughs) (laughs) That is too funny. Oh my God. 19, oh gosh, 19, 15, and 12. Oh, nice. Yeah, nice. every three so years. Not I, too yeah. close and not too spaced apart. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So you're not scared. So like you could pull over yeah. on a rest stop, just lock your your RV, and you feel mm-hmm. okay about it. Do you yes, have any? Have you don't. Do you have any enhanced security or? Um. No, I have things in there in case somebody try to bother me. But you know, women, we have really good intuition. Yeah. We don't always follow it. We don't always listen to it. But if you really pay attention to the intuition that you have, you will do great. Because that's what, I mean, I've been traveling for years as a single person and as a single mom. I started traveling when my youngest son was only six weeks old. And I traveled with all of my sons as babies and kids. I would have one, you know, up here. And the other two be holding the hand or if we was in a store and they were big enough, hold on to the basket, you know, stuff like that. I, what I tell people on this journey is to do the same thing you do around home. When you go shopping, you're alert. Mm -hmm. Sometimes people get complacent and too comfortable, but you're alert and you're, you're paying attention to enough stuff. And I say, when you're traveling, you just pay just a little bit more attention to it. And you really pay attention to your intuition. Because, I mean, we've traveled so many places. What is your home base? Like, where's your home base? My home base is in Texas. It's near Waco. Wow. Have you always lived there? No. When I was in the Navy, I was stationed in Tennessee. So. Oh, my God. That's so cool. Yes. Oh, my goodness. So. How far do you go when you decide to take an adventure? You're in Texas, which I know between certain cities, it could be hours. Um, where do you decide to go? How do you, and I mean, you're a vlogger for lifestyle, travel. I mean, do your viewers suggest places to go or, or how do you pick? No, they haven't yet. I don't, I guess I don't have enough subscribers to do the community tab yet. Oh, so. Okay. To communicate if people leave a comment on my videos then I can communicate with them like that okay. but 
I get a lot of the ideas from watching people on Facebook or uh, Instagram, like when they post pictures and or they post uh, different things about different campgrounds or different places. So I'm keeping notes of those, you know, like in different folders, I'll save the post so I can go and look at it to go travel to it because I didn't get to travel as many places last year. I got it in April, but I'm a school bus driver. So, and since I was a newer driver, I got picked to do um, summer school. Right. So <laughs> that killed it. You know, you're like a big kid with, yeah. when you get a new toy, you want to go out and play. And yes. I didn't get to do it as much, but I did drive all the way to Orlando, Florida. Cause my youngest one son was there on a um what you call it? outreach with the outreach program and so he wanted to go to disney for his birthday because we love disney world and we he picked the one park because he's a big star wars fan and so we went to that one park i drove all the way there and met up with him and we went to disney world all day and grabbed stuff to eat and it was just fun what I found on that trip of driving that far was you can take your time. You don't have to rush. Yeah. You can take your time. You can pull over to a rest stop. And that's the one good thing. I thought it was going to be boring driving, you know, that far by yourself. But I have my music and I have my little fur baby, a little dog. And then um, two, you know, you have your whole house with you. So you can pull over and eat. You can pull over and sleep. You can pull over, do everything. And um, it was nice because you're not on nobody's time but your own. And the the good thing about the kids being gone, I ain't have to hear nobody whining. When we going to leave? What we doing? You know, I got to choose what I want to do, when I want to do it. And if I want to pull over and go to sleep, that's what I can do. You know, you drive until you talk. Because some people say they drive like, so many hours per day and that's it or they stop by 3 30 mm-hmm. in the afternoon and that's it because they want to be at the campground before it gets dark or something like that but i didn't do that because i mean i hadn't really just planned out how to do it i just mm-hmm. went and i only thing i had booked was one um campground for when i was going to be in orlando but the rest of the time i stopped at rest stops and I slept for however long my body would naturally sleep. Mm-hmm. And I up and go again. Okay, you, you have to. Okay, the, what about gas? Are those like gas guzzlers? Oh my gosh, your neck just went back. Okay. Um. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Because like, I'm uh, thinking like you're going from Texas to Florida. Yes. I mean, Florida top to bottom is like 12 hours, you know, like my mind is blown. Okay. So what is gas like? Woo, baby. It's a, it's a, oh my goodness. It was, it's a 40 gallon tank. Okay. And the first time, usually it was 70 something dollars to fill it up. But on that road trip, I hit my first $100 tank and I was like, Oh my God. I even made a little video. I had shot a video and took pictures of the pump. And I was like, Oh my God, RVN is not for punks, meaning the faint of heart. Because when you see that gas price, you're like, Oh my God, I could have flew to Orlando <laughs> for that hundred dollars. 
and and got on Southwest Airlines and had my That's suitcase right. and everything, you know. But it's the adventure part. It's the adventure part and taking your time, and then you can see sights that you won't see if you're up in the air mm-hmm. in an airplane. Yeah. And um, but it was it was crazy. By the time you fill up two, three, four times, you're like, oh my god, I could have then flew the family to the place. You know, people think. RVing can be cheaper, but when you calculate the gas, because I can get anywhere between seven to ten and a half miles per gallon. That's it. Because I drive with my water, um, my my fresh water tank full most of the time. Because if I need to use restroom, I want to use mine. Yeah. I got one, I'm going to use it. And yeah. um, so I use my water. But I mean, if I didn't ride with that, it may get a few more miles. But most people I see, they say somewhere in between there. And what I had to learn is, because Texas, you know, we had those high speed limits, 75, sometimes 80. So you'd be like, ooh, and you just get in your mids and you just going. And then I was like, oh, wait a minute. This is not my little green car. Let me uh, slow this thing down. So I figured if I stay between 60, 65, I can mm-hmm. get 10 to a half miles per gallon okay so is insurance for an rv outrageous as well actually no um i I don't know if it's because i have a bunch of vehicles on mine because i have all my kids too on mine but actually no um for my six months it's not very expensive at all that's good and i got uh really good limits and stuff on it to cover anything that may happen. Oh, that's awesome. So when did you decide that you were going to videotape your journeys and become this vlogger and share it for everybody? Like, that's awesome. I saw you with your, with your Valentine's Day thing. I mean, you're so cute. Absolutely. Because I wanted some love and I, I had to spread some, you know, I had to, Play wear them things yesterday on that bus, spread love. But um, I started vlogging. My youngest son graduated high school in 2019. And all three of my kids were always active in sporting events, band, different things. So I was always busy. Mm-hmm. And when it was coming up time for him to be leaving and he had a track meet out of town. And I was like, oh, my goodness, what am I going to do? I'm going to this track meet all by myself because normally I have two other ones that's traveling with me or one traveling with me to the other one or other two games Mm -hmm. and I was by myself and I was like man I ain't traveled by myself you know in a long time because I've been a mom longer than I had been you know by myself and I was like oh my god what I'm gonna do I'm gonna be in this hotel by myself uh I ain't gonna have nobody do nothing with you know so I was like, okay, well, I like taking pictures and video whenever we travel. I always tell the kids, hey, don't mess up the room yet. You know, I got to get my pictures. You know, <laughs> they can't put bags on the bed. They can't sit on the bed. None of that. Because I always try to get pictures or video of the rooms. So I was like, okay, well, you know what? I already have a YouTube channel for watching. So why not just start vlogging? And that's how that came about. Because I video and take pictures anyway of all of our travels over the years. So I was like, well, this will give me something to do instead of just sitting in this room being bored. It's hysterical. So, oh, my gosh. Yeah. I'm crying. Oh, <laughs> that is so. Oh, my gosh. 
So you're a busy mom, your kids involved in a ton of stuff. Um, Mm -hmm. And so were they raised in, in Texas? Like were, yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. So as, cause you know, being a single mom of three boys too, I want to know how you survived those years. Um, Cause my 15 year old, when I said, Oh, you know, we're going to get taken from this restaurant. He goes, can I have three entrees? <laughs> and, are you serious? And he ate all three entrees within the wow. hour of receiving it. Mm. I, I mean, I, I, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. You have to spread some love this way. I don't know how to do this. Right. Too bad we can't eat like that and, and not do oh. like this. I have stuff on my body from 1982. I, I mean, really? like, oh, and they're like, they have a hollow leg and they'll eat now. And what is it? Like almost eight o'clock. Yeah. And by nine o'clock, they'll be like, Ma, what's going on? And I'm mm. like, oh my, okay. So I need some advice. I need direction. A lot Come of on, prayer. Veronica. A lot of prayer. A whole lot of praying. Got a whole lot of praying. It's going to be some crying. <laughs> Oh my god. We do do lots of noodles. Um I don't even know. It's it's insane. Oh, I have beans. We make chilies. If they like that, yeah. Uh hamburgers. Oh my tacos, pizza. Yeah. Even though they make their own little pizzas, you know, you can even Mm -hmm. buy them little flatbreads or I don't know. It's it's a lot. Because I saw pictures on your Instagram. I mean, you're this big, right? And your boys are like, (laughs) I mean, I'm 4'11", okay? And my kids, my oldest two are close to 5'10", 5'7"-ish. And my 12-year-old has not yet gotten that growth spurt. But you're, I mean, you... You're just a peanut next to your boy. Like this. <laughs> That's what it was. It's well, just I, like- I taught them from an early, early age, you know. Uh they're gonna always respect me. Mm-hmm. You, you're not gonna disrespect me. I mean, they weren't perfect, even though, you know, as a mom, yeah. it's not that you necessarily want them to be perfect, but you want the best for them. But the kids, they're going to look at it like you're being mean because I was a hard mom. I'm an old school parent and um, I'm more of an old fogey, as people say, lady. And I didn't do all that. You can't be going over everybody's house. You can't be staying a night everywhere. You can't mm-hmm. just hang in the streets. You can't do, you know, so they didn't like that. They felt like I, I know they felt like I was mean at times, but it wasn't that. It just. I want you to be successful in life and you're a male and plus you're a black male. So you have two strikes against you and out in this world. And they went to a predominantly white school because I love the area that I found a house in, mm-hmm. but they loved the school. Everybody loved them. Everybody knew who they were. People even still know who I am. Sometimes I don't even know who they are, but they all knew me <laughs> from, my kids. <laughs> you know, and, but you know, sometimes you'll get discouraged as a single parent or as a mom, period, whether you're single parent or not. Sometimes you'll get discouraged because your kids will do something out of line that you'd be like, now nah, I know God doggone well. I did not teach you to act like that or I ain't teach you to be like that, you know, but then you have to draw yourself back and realize we can only do so much. There's not a handbook that teach you how to be a parent. 
And um, like for me, it was just a lot of praying or I would talk to my mom when she was still living, you know, and she would talk to them or something like that. And I would just try to tell them different things and give them examples of stuff because my brother was always in trouble because he have other issues that need to be handled really. And I always tell him, I don't want you to end up like him. I don't want you to end up in trouble like that. I don't want you to do this. I want y'all to be successful. And that's what it was. But, you know, as kids, they look at it like, man, my mom's so mean. She won't let me do this. She won't let me do that. You know, but you just have to be diligent, be consistent and keep the rules in place. No matter what they say, think it's going to hurt sometimes because they're going to make you feel like you the worst mama ever. But then uh, it's going to always be somebody that's going to stop and say how well your boys are or how wonderful of a parent you are. That's what got me and kept me motivated, because when we would go out places, they knew how to sit. They knew how to not be all. We didn't do tantrums in in the stove. I would want them kind of pop in the stove. (laughs) You know, nowadays, you know, you might go to jail if you pop your own. yeah but yes we wouldn't uh, you show out i'm gonna show out with you wherever you show out i'm gonna teach you right there it's gonna be a learning moment but um i always had strangers that would just come up to me and they would just say something that was so nice and i'd be like god i hear you Mm -hmm. because that that would have been one of the moments when i was down or dealing with something and i was like oh man okay i hear you I'm still doing good because you have to still tell yourself, hey, I'm doing good. I'm doing the best that I know what to do because it's hard. It's not easy, but you can always call me. <laughs> you have this like voicemail and I'm like screaming. You'll be like, right? hey, it's Wendy. OK, I should call yeah. you. OK, yeah. so what did your boys do after high school? I want to like know. They've all gone off to college. My oldest one uh, graduated in 2015. And he went to Sam Houston in Texas. And at first he went for criminal justice. He was, they wanted to, him and my middle son wanted to be police officers until so much news came out about police officers shooting black men for no reason. Mm -hmm. So I kept trying to tell them, hey, this, this is something you wanted to do as a kid because I used to go to police explorers here with the police department and they would train them and do meetings all the time and then they will volunteer with them and so they learned a lot doing that and when they went off to school you know um when they they was hesitant on keeping it I was like but you may be the person that God has in place to make a change Mm -hmm. out here sometimes it just take a few people to make a change in a system broken system but he decided to become um, a psychologist. He did psychology for his major. And I told him keep criminal justice as his minor because they go hand in hand. Yes, so, but like I say, we train and teach our children a certain way, but he's not working in that field. He's doing what he was doing, you know, um, while he was in college, he was working at Olive Garden. He loved it. He's a people person. Yeah. So he just, he's still doing that, but he's also trying to, be like a singer, rapper. That's exciting. So that's what he does. And then we'll see my him at the Super Bowl halftime soon. <laughs> right? <laughs> that brought me back to my high school. I was so excited to see that. 
Mm. He probably would be so excited to hear something like that. But yeah, that's what he's focusing on. And then my Good. middle son, he went for criminal justice also. And he kept that as his major. And then he did kinesiology as his minor. And then over one of the summers, he did the personal trainer certification yeah. because he loved to work out. You know, I used to be like that until I started having babies and all that, you know. They took all my metabolism away. <laughs> oh, my God. So he, he do um, personal training sometimes nice. on the side. But um, he went to work at Olive Garden. And then he's doing the music thing, too. He do the producing. And now he's starting to do his own singing, too. So that's they're, they're into that. So I'm just trying to be supportive. Right. I mean, I'd be like, okay, is that paying the bills? I'm a realist. Right. <laughs> I'm not that mama that's going to blow the smoke. I'm a realist. Is it going to pay your bills? Is it enough to pay your rent? Mama ain't going to pay your rent. Right. What Do they have uh, like a name? Do they have a, a like singing name or? My oldest one is oh, Sway Lit or something like that. S-W-A-Y-L-I-T. Girl, they be changing. They be changing them names. Oh, they change it. Oh. Sometimes, but that's what it's being sway lit. S W A Y underscore L I T. And then my middle son, he has D V N underscore media underscore productions. That's what they're on on the oh, Instagram. God. But yeah, and then my youngest one, he's out here. Um doing accounting he graduated in 2019 so that's he's amazing so it's like everybody could come together he could do the, the money stuff for everybody and Producer, then they could be doing everything right <laughs> and oh the money man. and i'm like uh i'm gonna need y'all to come on and get in y'all feel because um i'm gonna want y'all to help her go and pay this rv on off no <laughs> or get another one but yeah, oh my gosh, that is so awesome! You know, no matter which direction, as long as they're doing something that's good mm-hmm. and not getting it. So, oh, they sound amazing! They sound amazing, you know. Yeah. And they're so it's 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 so different than I mean. I was born in the seventies, grew up in the eighties, and it's mm-hmm. so different music now. You could post a video on YouTube and get signed. You can. Right. You know, like it's insane. There's so yeah. many opportunities and different avenues to really get your music out there. Mm-hmm. Wow. So yeah, when you're traveling, <laughs> when you're traveling, are they just doing their own thing? I mean, you're an empty nester, so they're not at your house. They're not. No. Nope. They're doing their own thing, and I do mine. Um, they do come home, but not as often as I would probably like sometimes but um they do come home it's just I didn't think being an empty nester I was gonna be single still that was that was the bigger one for me being an empty nester being single I would love to have somebody you know to roll that road with sometime I don't need nobody to go all the time but I would it would be nice but I'm on different Facebook groups so I'm starting to meet other people through there Mm -hmm. and hopefully we'll meet up in person sometime soon that's really awesome yeah 
Oh my gosh. So have you ever like gone, like driven North, like gone to like Montana or Colorado? Cause I'm from Colorado. Have you ever gone there? No, I've never been to Colorado, but that's so funny you say that because I was looking up Colorado stuff last night and saving it on my Google Maps uh, for like Colorado Springs and Denver, Colorado. And I was just saving different things on maps in a little folder, say Colorado, because I'm like, okay, that's not that far. I could drive that way this summer or spring break because I'm trying to find something to do for my spring break summer and I'm going back to Orlando again, but uh, other stuff, you know, because it's many places I've never traveled to. Yeah. We've yeah. traveled a, a lot, but we love Disney. So we go there at least once a year or once every couple of years. And we love to do cruise ships. So we used to do that all the time. And that's what I did after my youngest one left. That was my party to me. I went on two cruises after he left. <laughs> Where did you go? Where did you go? That first one, I went to Puerto Rico, um, Amber Cove. Oh, my God. Uh, Catal- no, that wasn't the one with Catalina Island. But I did go to Catalina Island on a different one. And um, Mexico. I even took a trip all the way to Mexico by myself. And that was my first time ever flying internationally. So single people, moms, baby, I can show tell y'all how to get out there and travel. You just got to be. Just go have fun. You got to learn to do by yourself. If you by yourself, that's what I do. Yeah, I just, I just get nervous. You get weight on other other people, you'll never go anywhere. That was a big thing for me a long time ago. When my kids were younger, I used to want to go to comedy shows and Mm -hmm. cousins would say they were going to go. And then at the end, they would back out. Oh, I don't want to pay no $25 for that. Or I don't want to pay $30. I was like, Mm -hmm. really? And a lot of times I would sit back and not do anything. So I had to learn to get out and do by myself. Because if I wait, I will never go anywhere waiting on other people. Yeah. Okay. Speaking yeah. of cost, Disney is outrageous. Okay. I I had to decide, do, do I want to put my kids through braces <laughs> or do I want to go to Disney? You know, should they have food this week or go to Disney? You know what I mean? Like I have friends, literally who take their kids to Disney and for a week you're you're looking at thousands of dollars mm-hmm. I don't they even know how that. to navigate that and I know when we were kids it was cheaper I mean mm-hmm. I remember going to Disneyland in California in Anaheim and I think my parents paid like $15 a ticket you know yeah. back in 1980 but this is like a hundred dollars or more yeah. isn't it per day yeah. per day it's high but see i'm blessed because being in the military i can get military discounts so that's how we go that's cool get military discounts on the tickets i have to buy them on a military base Mm -hmm. but the tickets are like 40 50 percent off oh my gosh and then they usually have where you can do four four day or five day tickets and then sometimes they have the plus ticket where it has where you can do the water parks and all that for a few dollars more. And um, it used to include the park hopper and all of that. So that's what I would do. And then um, in order to uh, book the discounted rooms, you have to call in, you can do it online. So I would call in and see what they had that was a military discount. And that's how I would plan it based upon my military discount. 
Uh, how, how long were you? Right. <laughs> how long were you in the Navy? I was in just a little under four years before I got injured. Yeah. Oh my gosh! You I have to tell me what happened. Yeah. Where were you stationed? I was in little old Millington, Tennessee. No water. It's right outside of Memphis. Okay. Mm-hmm. Can you tell us how you got injured? Are you okay sharing that? Um. It was I. What it was, I hadn't been too long. Turned twenty-one because I went in straight out of high school. I hadn't been too long term 21. Everybody talked about casinos, okay. how fun it was to go to the casino. So me and a girlfriend of mine that worked together, we got off early. We went to the casino. We never made it back. We were in a um, hit and run car accident. We were thrown off an overpass. And my girlfriend, so, you know, you're considered on duty 24 hours a day because they can call us in to work anytime. So um, she was... She had already been in, I think, 10 or 11 years, and she was planning to um, retire, but that canceled it out for her completely. She is paralyzed from the chest down. Yeah. That's why I say a lot of people don't know my story. They see the glory end of my story, but they don't know the mental and the physical part of my story. Because for a long time, I blamed myself for her being injured because we were thrown off an overpass and that it was a hit and run. I didn't really remember much about the accident. I did remember um, seeing the grass reaching for a hand. And I, I think I said, Oh Lord, or something like that. And I just seen us seeing grass. And next thing I know, I woke up or whatever. Um, and it was a guy, I could remember a guy voice he was holding my back because I had a big old um, hematoma where the blood pooled in my back because I fractured my back in two different places. And then I had a whole bunch of other injuries. And um, but I was blessed that I was not paralyzed. But the doctor did tell me I, if I would have moved a certain way, I could have been because of where it was fractured. At. So that's why I be trying to tell people they don't know my story. I try to be a a happy person majority of the time, but sometimes, you know, life just gets you down and have you in your feelings like yesterday. <laughs> life can get you down and be mm -hmm. in your feelings. And people people tend to not try to understand other people's situation. They don't even ask, you know, they just want you to be thoughtful and mindful of their life and their situations, but people don't always return that, you know? So, but yeah, for a long time, I blamed myself because it was me that wanted to go to the casino. She wanted to go too, because we would ride or die friends. She was older than me, but we just got along so well where we worked at. And so we would always travel together and we were in my car and um, it just happened. And the first time when I first got out the hospital, because I, I knew it was something seriously wrong because I remember hearing them calling for a medevac. And, you know, when they need a medevac, it's something seriously wrong. But they never would tell me what the deal was. So when I got out, my friend of mine picked me up and she took me to the hospital to see her. And I couldn't stay in the room. I was broke down because I didn't know when you break your neck, they actually screw the halo into your scalp. I mean, skull. It was a little half moon halo and the they drill holes in your head to put those screws in to hold it in place. 
and I had run into her family on the way to the room and um, they were, they, they, they let me know that they felt like it was my fault too. And for a long time, you know, I used to check on her, go back after I left and um, it's sometimes it was like, she started trying, it was, you know, people can say things in a roundabout way. So I felt yeah. like she might've blamed me too. But, you know, over the years, you just have to keep praying about it and just go on. And I eventually got to the point where I didn't feel like it was my fault because I used to wouldn't let people ride with me other than my sons or my mom because I didn't want to be responsible for anybody else if something happened. But now, you know, I'm a bus driver and all these different things. It's like every time I was hit from behind by somebody, it's like it made me more of a defensive driver. Because it'd be people that was doing stuff that they weren't supposed to be doing. I was always doing what I was supposed to do. But I, we still say it might have been somebody that might have been at a casino. Because back then, you could drink free. As long as you was playing, you drunk free. Oh my God. And they probably had, you know, drinks and just hit us. I was like, Lord, didn't even make it back home. And I had my youngest son at the time. He was like eight months, nine months. And I couldn't even pick him up anymore. Because of when my back. When did you start forgiving yourself? Ooh, it took a long time. It took years. I can't even pinpoint. I just know it was years, a lot of years, because I would just think about it. And because I was like, man, that ruined her career. Um, because I was the one that asked about going. And shoot, we was friends. We was real good friends. And she wanted to go. And we, we took off and went on and just didn't make it back. So, you know, but I mean, yeah, you live, you learn and you keep on moving. I don't know what happened with the guy, but I know I, what I ended up doing because I did not understand what happened and I wanted to know. So I ended up um, asking for the police report because the police would not show me the pictures from the scene. Um, and I wrote both, it was two witnesses and I wrote them both. The lady never responded, but the guy did. And we met at a place to eat breakfast and I remembered his voice. I never remember seeing his face or anything like that. I remembered his voice, but he was like, I was on the ground on one end of the car and she was on the ground on another end. Like we both was thrown out of the car at the time. And um, we, she probably was thrown first that's why her back was fracked. I mean, you know, her neck was broke. And um, because we went over on her side mm -hmm. and my car was upside down, but it was still running and my son's car seat was thrown out. And so they thought my baby was there. And I was like, no, he's at the babysitter. And I had a really, really good babysitter, older lady, and they treated me like I was their family. I still keep in contact with some of them. And um, whenever I go back to Tennessee, I, you know, I go see them and my other friend that kept him while I was in the hospital and everything like that. But it was a crazy time. Sometimes I still, um, I think I get angry about the person that hit me because <clears throat> the, the witness had told me that that car did go down because they were a few cars back when they seen our car flipping. And um, they seen that car had went down, I guess it, from hitting us so hard, it must have made it go down and then, but they drove back up and just left us down there. Yeah. 
And if the witnesses hadn't stopped, I guess we'd have just been down there. Nobody would have been found us until somebody would have been looking for us that would have missed us. But yeah, sometimes I get angry about because I that's not the first accident I've been in. And um, it's always somebody hitting me from behind. Like the second time I was at a stoplight. It's like, how do you not see somebody sitting at a red light? And it's like, y'all get to walk away. I'm, I'm the one suffering bodily injury. And then because to look at me, you can't tell that I have the physical issues because I try not to show it um, on my face. I've learned how to hide it. But a lot of times I could be in a whole lot of pain because I was young. I was 21. So I had a lot of challenges, especially being in the military and the VA, because I felt like the VA has never treated me fairly as a female or as a young female. And at the time, I never looked my age. You know, I look way younger. And um, so, yeah, it's, it was rough. It's still rough sometimes because people don't, they don't know your story. So it's like, I always try to tell people, don't always judge the book by the cover because you don't know what somebody's been through. That's why I try to teach my students on my bus. You know, be kind, be nice. We try to, I try to enforce positivity don't do all that high side and talking ugly because you don't know what somebody's home life is like. Yeah. So you might say one little thing, it might push that person over the edge, you know, because I can see sometimes how people decide to commit suicide because you may be reaching out for help. You know how you call somebody, they never have time, but you always got time for them. Or you ask people, hey, come meet up with me. I need just to talk or want to go eat lunch or dinner or something with somebody and people never reach back. So I can understand how people feel like that because um, I buried both of my parents back to back. And then that's when my kids start graduating. So it's like, how do you process everything when you don't, I don't have a close knit family. I didn't have no big, big group of friends and the friends that I had, I, I kind of felt like at the time, they weren't really there for me. They were there when I got the call that my mom passed. So they, you know, went with me to the hospital or whatever. But then later on, you know, once the funeral is over, that's when you need people the most. Yeah. And you don't always have people. Um, and it was many times I would say, hey, y'all, I want to go grab something to eat, meet up. I really need to um, do something. Nobody reached back. So I eventually, I was like, well, these ain't really my friends, right. you know? So that's why now I get out there, do the RV thing, because it's so peaceful. You get out there, see the sunset. Yeah. It make you want to set your clock to say, oh, I'm going to go see the sunset or I'm going to go see the sunrise because the sky looks so different every single day. Yeah. It's so, the artwork is beautiful and it makes you be more in tune with nature. So, so interesting yeah. as you were talking and thinking, literally, I was thinking, who is there for you, mm-hmm. you know, um, to be put through such a traumatic experience when you're so yeah. young. And then, you know, I've had to bury my parents too. I, be- I think we're separated at birth, just to be honest, right? <laughs> <laughs> because not only are we boy moms, single moms, mm-hmm. we've had to bury our, yeah. our parents. But I, yeah. I struggle with that friend thing too. You know, mm-hmm. I see you 
giving 110% of yourself to others, then like, who's, who's there for you? Who's there Mm -hmm. for me? And, you know, I've had to really readjust my own expectations too, because you mean, I I don't, nothing's really reciprocated at the same level. Mm -hmm. And people say, live and be positive or put positivity out in the world. It comes back to you, but that's like a cliche because you might put a whole lot of positivity out in the world and there and helping people like um, being a single mom. I know the struggle, you know, because as growing up, I watched um, my family. We didn't have a lot of money or anything like that. So I always wanted better for my kids. So that was my goal was to strive, strive, strive. And sometimes people think that you think you're better than them because you have done better. No, it's not that. It's just, I wanted something better. I wanted to do better. I wanted to have it where my kids could have their own rooms and have this, have that. You know, you don't want your kids to grow up in the same type of environment you might have grew up in. Some people do, but I'll be like, I try to tell my kids on my bus, try to break the curse, honey. Don't, don't be like whatever you may be surrounded by. Break the curse. Because I be concerned when my kids don't be on that bus. I be like, dang, have y'all seen so-and-so and so-and-so? I wish I could go knock on their door to see where they are. Because it's like, I want each one of them to be successful. Yeah. You know? It's like my kids. Yeah. I want y'all to be successful. So, but yeah, it, I don't know. I don't, I've never had a bunch of friends even growing up in school because I was very quiet, very shy. Um, anybody that I don't know, I won't talk to, you know, unless they approach me first. And that's just how I've always been because I'm an observer. I sit back and watch, see what y'all doing, who, what you saying. Yes. And I determine whether or not you're going to be a good person for me to be around because I don't do messy. Mm-hmm. I didn't do it back in my kid years. I ain't going to do it now. Now, I joke, play. I'm silly, as y'all can see in some of my YouTube videos. That is who I am. That's who me and my sons are. We get together, honey, ain't no telling what come out of our mouth. Cause we just talk about any and everything because <laughs> I have boys, you know, they might talk about poop, farting or whatever. Even at their age now? Yes, baby. We, baby, we be cracking up and then they, Hey, then they get mad with me. Cause, uh, you know, they want to start and then I finish it. And then now, now you mad talking about mama. That's too much information. Mama, you do it too, but now y'all started it and it'd be funny to me. So, you know, just like at work, you know, they joke, play. And then when I do my part, now y'all, I play too much. How I play too much? Y'all play. Now I play too much because, see, I, I'm better at it than you. <laughs> but, you know, yeah. I don't know. Just life, life just can make you be resilient. It can really make you, like, you know, like yesterday, I was like, oh, man, am I going to really do the podcast I didn't want to bring no negative or sneaky energy to the podcast. And so, you know, I just had to get up, do my praying, do my, as I call it, my woosah moments and be like, no, devil, you you just not going to take this moment from me because I love doing it. Now that I've done it, I love doing it. It's, yeah. It can give information to somebody else that just may need that little something you might say. You know, I think it's me. It was me who needed to hear <laughs> hundred percent. Yes, because you had a three sons and then because people don't understand. I try to tell people all the time, 
when you bury somebody that you was really, really close to, it hurts. There's nothing in life that can prepare you for it, ever. Me and my still, mom was like, yes. Do you still go try and call her? I try and call her. Oh my God. I used to try to call her all the time, especially like if I see something on TV or yeah. like I ran into a friend of hers a couple of weeks ago that I knew when we were all growing up, we lived on the same street and my, that was one of my mom's classmates. And I ran into her and her daughter and I was in such a, I was in a great mood until I seen them and it just put something over me. And I was like, it's just, I started saying it wasn't fair. Life is not fair. Favor ain't fair. I was like, now, nah, man, she still got her mom. That's not fair. Why, why did mine, you know, it make you start asking questions. People say don't question God. I understand that. I'm still a human though, before the Christian part of me. And a lot of people try, you know, they fake it in front of it on Facebook, social media. I have never been that person. And I think people look at it more like you being negative because you're not out here putting on the front. I can't, I just can't front. Like yesterday, everybody hollered happy Valentine's Day. At first I said happy Valentine's Day and then later on I was like happy lonely day. <laughs> we buy that because t-shirt. Oh my gosh. Yeah. It was yeah. happy lonely day for me in the end yeah. because you see everybody with their significant others or a lot of people don't celebrate. Fine. But hell, I want to celebrate. Yeah. But I, I just celebrated me, but it didn't mean that I didn't still have a realistic side to it, too, yeah. that was lonely, you know, but that's all right. I'm just planning for my next trip. <laughs> so, but if you yeah, ever I, go to Colorado, I will give you a list of people to like please, show you around. Yes, oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. I got to go because I did. I put it on my Google Maps. Honey, I put it. Let me pull it up. Um, I was I just looked up attractions in the areas. Yeah, and, cause I'm like, oh, I gotta get out and go places. I gotta go more places than what I've done. But yeah, but your I Instagram is amazing. Your Instagram with all the pictures. Oh, yes. I love it. I feel like I'm traveling with like you. It's amazing. <laughs> you know, we the hardest people on ourselves, but mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Yes, I I mean I really love it and um I just love the RV. It's fun. It's 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 a it was a learning experience because now it didn't go so well on my way when I first picked it up coming from Arizona because I didn't know what I was doing. Like picking up a used one, they don't sit there and give you a two-hour orientation over all your systems. They might show you a little something a few little things to show you that the stuff work or whatever, and that's it. But they don't really just sit sit and explain all the systems. So I had to learn how to do the generator because I I flew to Arizona and drove it back to Texas. Um, And that was my first time driving, you know, the RV. And I just stopped over like in a gas station because I was trying to get back because I had to go to work. So I didn't stop and see nothing. So I plan to go back to Arizona so I can see some stuff. And uh, but my door to my bathroom kept flying open, flying open. When before I left there, because I left and went to Walmart, and then it just kept opening, opening. I 
I was like, what in the world? And so I would take it back and they were trying to figure it out. But it just, I don't know if it was something with the temperature there or whatever, because like once I got out of Arizona, it corrected itself. And um, I couldn't figure out how to do the generator. That was operator error, huh? Because I read that little book they gave me and I thought I was doing it right. But eventually I figured it out some months later on. <laughs> that I was doing it wrong. I just was doing it wrong. And, but yeah, I love it. Stopping in red stops. Yes, I just say, because a lot of people in those groups, they do say that um, they're scared to get out. They want to get out in solo RV. They want to get out and camp. And I don't do all that boondocking stuff all up in them <laughs> wood hunting. That's how you come up missing. I don't do that. Mm -mm. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not laughing at that but I'm like you're like inside my head because I'm looking at your right. amazing travels I watched some videos on your YouTube channel I'm like here is this fearless little tiny woman totally <laughs> it on, right and yeah. I'm you know I'm 411 on a good day and so, yeah. you know, <laughs> I mean sometimes I'm nervous just getting gas yeah. and I'm just like you know, like you had said, I'm aware of my surroundings and mm -hmm. everything like that. But I'm just like, here you are. You got an RV. You're yep. like, I'm going to do me. And you're living your life until the next amazing thing happens. Yeah. I'm just like, oh, I don't know how you do it. You can't live in fear. You just can't live in fear. You, you have to put that to the side. Now, as a single mom, you might fear whether or not you're going to live to see all your babies get grown. I used yeah. to fear that. I fear that. But I just had to keep praying about it, you know, because I did. I was like, what's going to happen to my babies if I'm gone? You know, because ain't nobody going to treat your babies like you treat your babies, yeah. you know, or like your mom or somebody might have treated them. And so, but yeah, you just have to, I had to learn to not be fearful a long time ago because I went to the military right after high school. And then, so I've been living by myself ever since other than when I came home, cause I was injured. My mom, I had two sons already and my mom and aunt, you know, they kept saying, come, come back home. Got here and got stuck in Waco back, yeah. <laughs> back here. Cause I never planned to move back to Texas or not Waco area anyway, but I do like the area where I am because you don't yeah. have the super heavy traffic. And I can get to anywhere 15, 20 minutes tops. So um, that's what I love about that. And then, you know, the cost of living is not expensive here right now. You don't have an that's income tax, right, in Texas? Um, no income tax, right? Or do you? What, to file for or to No, pay? no, like on your, on your salary. Like, do you have income tax? I mean, not oh, yes, the federal yes. government, but like. Do people? We only have one. Some places have two taxes. To oh, yeah. yeah. We only have one. Right. Okay. So mm -hmm. for people, because we are going to continue, this is only episode one of many. Okay. <laughs> because like I said, we are separated at birth and we, I have Yay. so many more things to say. Um, but as we guessed it, I do have kids wanting dinner number two. Right. Um, right. I'm like, oh my God. But just to, to end this amazing episode, tell people who would want to do glamping, what would they need to do to kind of get started? 
you know, I know you looked at YouTube. I know you went to HGTV. I'm, I'm sure there's a budget in there somewhere that I, I never stick to my budget. But, um, yeah. you know, you've been having this, like it was a, something within you for years. And mm. then you left and you created this amazing adventure for yourself. But like for me, I get caught up in the fear, which I'll work on with you in the next episode. But, okay. um, you know, what would be some advice that you would give to someone interested in RVing? I would say narrow down to the type that you would want. Like if it's a class A, class B, or class C. Oh, what's the difference? Wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. I didn't get the difference oh, in these. Class A are the real big coaches, the real, real the big long? ones. Yes, the real long ones. Oh. That's the class A's. Those are the more expensive ones. Then Do you need you a special your- driver's license? Uh, no. Okay. Mm-mm. Okay. Go but ahead. if you Sorry. do have a CDL, you get discount on your insurance. Okay. Class B is yours, right? No, mine is a class C, but class B is like the van. It's like okay. the Amazon prime vans that you see. It's so, mm-hmm. similar to the printer vans and stuff like that. Those are class B's. Those usually run over a hundred thousand. <gasps> yes. And then they have some people call B plus, but they're really considered C's. They're a little bit bigger than the Amazon. They might be a little bit wider and just a little bit longer. And they're expensive too, because there's some called leisure travel van. They're beautiful, like house for real on wheels, but they are very expensive. And then they are specially ordered. So it might take you two years to get it. Oh my God. The class C. Those can range from, you know, like mine, 20 feet on up to a lot more feet. And um, they can run, like mine was less than 50 grand for a used one. And I felt it was a good deal for the mm-hmm. price. The year. Mm-hmm. Um, when I compared them, I look, you know, look around and see what the price are going for. But I just say you have to kind of have a budget in mind. I was willing to go by 70 some, 80 some thousand if the interest rate was right. Because you can pay, as long as your loan lets you pay it off within a certain amount of time or early, you yeah. know, penalty, then it doesn't hurt. Because I am all for credit. Some people do cash only, baby. I will die trying to wait till I get enough cash for everything I want. You know, so I work to have my credit score high so that I can get a lower interest rate whenever I shop for stuff. And then if I get money to pay it off early, I can pay it off early. There's no penalties. So, you know, and that's what I did because it was they didn't have the one that I wanted because it's small. They go fast. And when I first seen it, I was scared to jump out there and put my $500 deposit on it because they have it where you can put a $500 deposit on it um, for them to hold it. If you get there and you decide you don't like it, you don't want it, then you get your money back. But I was scared. You know, sometimes people say that, but mm-mm, I ain't trying to give my money and then you might not give my deposit back. Right. But um, then when I was ready to do it, they were all gone. And they had quite a few at the time. And I was like, well, no, I don't know. You know how you be wanting something so yes. bad and then you think about that big purchase and you'd be like, mm, I don't know. 
Yeah. And then I was sad because they were all gone. But then all of a sudden, because I told a guy, well, call me if you get any more in, if you ever get any more in or something. And they took my number down and he and he just so happened. I had already requested to be off for my birthday. Mm-hmm. They told me they were going to deny. But I was like, well, whatever. You better get somebody to cover this rap because I'm taking off. And uh, <laughs> just so happened, um, I got called. And a deal had failed through. The people didn't get it. I guess okay. their financing or something didn't go through. And so the guy called me and he was like, um, if you can get here to get it, we it could be yours. I said, babe, I can't get there. It's the end of the day and ain't no flights going to be leaving this late. <laughs> you know, I was like, that ain't going to work. And I was like, so what do I need to do to so it won't be gone? And he said, just do the, the deposit. And it's it will hold it until you get here. I was like, well, can y'all hold it to? I think it was like a Monday or it was some day. I was like, cause I can't just get there tomorrow, you know. Right. right. It was like, yes, we can hold it. I was like, oh, cool. So I was like, that's when I was like, that was nothing but God. That was meant yes. for me. And yes. then I felt a true calm, and I wasn't nervous or anything anymore because I get nervous with big purchases. Yeah. Because, yeah. you know, you be thinking about, you know, your income, you can afford it. But then you be like, but the what else could because of this COVID, it made a whole lot of people stuff get messed up, you know. Right. So you just be thinking about that. That's what I say. That's awesome. You can't live your life waiting to save your money till you can afford everything. I know a lot of people push that. But if you have good credit. You know you can afford the monthly payment and you're not going to be hungry or not, you know, missing on your main bills. I always look at it. OK, if I can pay my house note, my lights, water and have food and gas in my ride, then I'm good. And any other money that I can do stuff with, then I'm good. And I can save some money, then I'm good. You know, that's why I look at it. And that's why I tell people, because if you wait till you got the cash, you you won't live your life. You won't ever get it. Because who's to say you're going to still be living? Oh, my gosh. You know, that's why I tell people tomorrow ain't promise and time is short. Don't know how much time we have left. So you better get out there and live, have fun, eat your food, because my money, they ain't going to throw it in the grave with me. So why I'm going to hold on to it all? <laughs> Oh my gosh. I'm like tearing up because literally (laughs) everything you've said today, literally, I needed to hear it. And I'm just so grateful we are new best friends. And yes, absolutely. (laughs) I needed a new best friend. Oh my, hey, but my coworker, she heard it. She's going to be like, what? No. I then became good friends with some, you know, a coworker, and we just be yeah. having a good time talking and stuff. And it's so crazy how I met her when we first started doing this bus stuff. And I'm like, dang, she she's more concerned about me than people I've been knowing years. Yeah. yeah. You know, because like if I was out hurt or out sick, she was the one called me, text me, yeah. stuff like that. And I'm like, man, the people that's true strangers to you can be kind of to you than people that you've known for years exactly exactly well well i appreciate you having me on it's been fun oh my gosh and so um i'll be in contact with you about 
you know, getting pictures and all of your information so people can subscribe to your YouTube channel and follow you on Instagram and get to know how fabulous you are. And I'm having you on again because literally, (laughs) literally, I know I, I am such a God's girl and I know you are. And everything you said tonight resonated with me and I can't thank you enough. I really can't. I'm so grateful. I'm so grateful. That's why I agree to do these because you never know who you touch. Because times I wish somebody was touching me, you know, back when I was raising my kids and stuff. And I'm like, man, if I can share a little knowledge with somebody else, then that's a blessing. It is a blessing. And I'm grateful. And I can't wait to post it and have everybody get to know you. And um, I'm just like... I don't know why I'm tearing, but <laughs> it's meant so much to me, Veronica. Thank you. You got so another much. boy, mom, that you can talk to because baby, oh you're and I, and I'm, preteen. Oh my gosh. And I say the thing, like, I'm going to call and be just <laughs> on your voicemail and you'll be like, I need to contact Wendy. Right. Oh my gosh. All right. Call me anytime. You can call I will. me anytime. I'm going to you my number. <laughs> when we get off, just, you know, on Messenger and I'll put you in. Yeah. Oh my God. I would love it. Especially yeah. if you go to Colorado. I have so many yeah. family and friends that would love to welcome you and feed you oh. and everything good. Okay. Yes, indeed. <laughs> okay. Thank you so much. And Thank I hope you, you have a wonderful night. I really do. You made mine. You really did. Thank you so much. All right. Be well. Okay. Bye-bye.